Welcome to The Deeper You Go, The Warrior It Gets. I'm your host, Garrett Rennan. So in this episode, I want to talk about healing. Not so much the process, but the word itself. I want to look at the role the word healing plays in our self-improvement journey. If you are an avid listener to this podcast, then you know that I am becoming quite fascinated with the power of words. This is because words matter. The words we speak have the power to rewire our brain, direct our actions, determine our emotions, change our environment, and even influence the minds of other people. This is why it's important to really pay attention to the words we speak and hear because negative words or even positive words said under the wrong context can have detrimental can have a detrimental impact on the overall quality of our life. And the word healing is immensely powerful and has become extremely popular in the world of self-improvement. So much so that people now declare that they are either starting or are currently on a healing journey. While on this journey, everything is viewed through the lens of healing. Nature, exercise, food, music, and meditation, these things are all thought of as tools to further the healing process. On the surface level, this obsession with healing is a really good thing because it shows that people are ready, willing, and able to process and overcome the hardships and traumatic events from their past. In fact, Without healing, there can be no growth. So in order to become a better version of yourself, you must first heal your wounds. With that being said, is it possible that healing may be a bad word? Or a better way to ask this, is it possible that our usage and mindset around the word healing is having unintended negative consequences? The answer is yes and no. And well, it depends right? The real answer is it's complicated. So let's get into it. So first things first, when trying to understand the integrity of a word, the first step is to look at the definition. So the definition of healing is to make free from injury or disease, to make sound or whole, to cause an undesirable condition to be overcome. Based on that definition, I would say that so far healing is looking like a good word. It's about overcoming an an undesirable condition and becoming whole again, which is definitely a good thing. But as we dig a little deeper into this definition, things start to get a little complicated. Upon further inspection, you may notice that healing is just a return to baseline, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But in other words, healing is when you find yourself two steps back and then you take two steps forward. Once you've taken those two steps forward, the healing process is complete. For example, if you cut yourself really bad or break your arm, the skin goes, the skin grows back or the bone becomes solid again. That is healing. No further action is taken. The process is complete. It is worth noting that the process of healing works the same on all planes of existence. As above, so below. As within, so without. This means that physical healing, like the bone becoming solid again, is the same as healing from mental, spiritual, and emotional trauma. Once you have overcome the trauma, whatever that may be, the healing process is complete. In other words, healing only brings you back to ground zero. Obviously, the process of healing is critical because ground zero is a much better place than being down in a hole. But the question I'm investigating and what I'm trying to understand is, 
if the way we view and talk about healing is helping us or holding us back from reaching our highest potential. When you proclaim to go on a healing journey, you are starting a journey where the end goal is to go to get back to the original starting point, back to square one. This is a reasonable goal. However, if this is your goal, you need to ask yourself a few questions like, what happens after the healing is complete? How do you know you've been healed? And are you prepared to be healed? These may seem like silly questions. However, if your focus has been mainly on healing, these questions definitely need to be considered. And look, I'm just going to come out and say it. We have become way too sensitive as a society over the last several years, and I can already feel people becoming sensitive about this topic, thinking that me asking questions about healing is an attack on what they are going through or think it comes from a lack of compassion or understanding. This could not be further from the truth. The purpose of asking these questions is to make sure we are doing everything possible to become better. And better is the key word. The words better and healing are very similar on the surface, but can lead to completely different mindsets and outcomes. When it See, when it comes to understanding the power of words, we must acknowledge that the most powerful words we can say are positive words while being in a state of positive emotion, or saying negative words while being in a state of negative emotion. The problem with this notion is, how do you know what is positive and what is negative? Because the principle of polarity tells us that concepts like positive and negative are just varying degrees of the same thing. See, our world is not just black or white, positive or negative. We live and operate in a gray area, in an area where the concepts of positive and negative can, and oftentimes do, become blurry. Because of this, it has often been said that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. This means that while you are intending a good outcome, the method in which you are trying to achieve this outcome is flawed, and as a result, you end up with a negative unintended consequence. Alan Watts, when discussing this very topic, said, Sometimes doing good to others and even doing good to yourself is amazingly destructive because it's full of conceit. How do you know what is good for others? How do you know what is good for yourself? When you say you want to improve, you ought to know what is good for you, but obviously you don't, otherwise you'd be improved. See, this is a fascinating concept because it means that good intentions alone are not good enough for positive results. There are literally an infinite number of examples where this concept rings true. One such example is high-yield crops and pesticides. In an In an effort to produce more food efficiently, which is a good intention, right? We have completely disconnected from the harmony of nature, and as a result, we now now have a whole host of new problems such as pollution, habitat destruction, groundwater contamination, nutrient-deficient food, autoimmune diseases, loss of topsoil, and the list goes on and on. Or another example is war. When a war is waged by two different groups or countries, both sides have good intentions because both sides think they are right and that their cause is virtuous, and both sides also think that the other side is wrong and evil. Who's right? Who's wrong? 
guess it depends on which side you're on. Which makes me think of this Star Wars meme I came across several years ago. The meme has a picture of Luke Skywalker and says, Star Wars is the story of an orphan boy who becomes radicalized after a military strike kills his family. He is indoctrinated into an ancient religion, joins a band of rebel insurgents, and carries out a terrorist attack killing 300,000 people. When I first saw this meme, my mind was blown because it's 100% accurate. Luke Skywalker did all of those things, which is crazy because he is supposed to be the good guy, right? Look, I'm not I'm definitely not taking the side of the empire, but the point of this meme is to bring light to the fact that it is never as simple as just good versus evil. The difference between the good guys and the bad guys depends on your perspective. This is why it is said that the road to hell is often paved with good intentions. So when it comes to your own personal growth and development, it is very possible to start your journey with the best of intentions and still end up on a road to hell. The word healing can definitely fall into this category. Now, I didn't say it does. I said it can. It all depends on your mindset and how you use the word. When most people talk about healing or going on a healing journey, what they are really saying is they want to improve their situation. They want to overcome the negative aspects of their life, and they want to become better. The problem with the word healing is it is a very limiting word. Remember, healing is just a return to baseline. It's just a return to ground zero. Healing is not responsible for your growth and development. So if healing healing becomes the sole focus, you end up spending a lot of time, energy, and effort just to get back to square one with very little thought about moving forward. Whereas the word better, and there are better words than better, incorporates much more. Better incorporates both healing and also transcending past your current baseline. Saying I'm getting better, that I'm on a self-betterment, self-improvement, or self-enhancement journey instead of a healing journey, you are saying the same thing except there is no ceiling on self-improvement. With a self-improvement journey, the journey continues long after the major traumas have been overcome, thus allowing you to continue to grow and develop. Now this may seem like such a small detail, but the small details matter. See, there's a saying amongst the hardcore backpackers, which is, pay attention to the ounces and the pounds take care of themselves. For extreme backpackers, weight is everything because the plan is to stay out in the wilderness for many days and cover many miles. I learned this when I was talking with my ex-wife who was preparing for a backpacking trip. She was trying to decide between one sleeping bag, which was warmer and more comfortable, and one that was lighter and less comfortable. The difference between the two was like six ounces. I thought it was a no-brainer. Go with the more comfortable one, because what difference does six ounces make? That's when she told me about the concept of paying attention to the ounces. See, backpackers have a lot of gear, essentially taking everything they need to survive in the wilderness for many days. So, Packing your pack becomes a delicate dance of taking enough, but not too much because you have to carry everything, and over the course of 50 to 100 miles, the difference between 5 or 10 pounds is everything. Because of this, 
Backpacker, backpackers manage to save weight by focusing on the little things, the small details, and by paying attention to every ounce. If you have 16 items and you can save an average of just 4 ounces per item, that's 4 pounds. The ounces add up very quickly. And backpacking is a great analogy for our life journey. The journey will be long and hard, but all the small details, all the thought, planning, and effort add up to make to help make the journey more enjoyable and more successful. So when it comes to showing how the good intentions of healing can lead down the wrong path, one must look no further than a condition known as the post-marathon blues, also known as post-climactic depression. So let me paint you an all-too-common scenario, one in which I've been guilty of promoting in the past. Someone finds themselves not where they want to be physically. They are out of shape, overweight, unhealthy, lack drive, motivation, and purpose. Then one day something snaps. They realize that they that they must improve their situation. Acting upon this new realization, they declare that they they declare that they want to find a new hobby to help them get in shape and to become healthy. Not knowing where to start, they ask friends and fitness trainers for help. Based on the advice they receive and their own personal research, they decide to set a goal of running a marathon in nine months. On the surface, this seems like the perfect goal. Like I mentioned, in my past, I would have encouraged this. So here's how this story usually plays out. For the next nine months, everything becomes about running and finishing a marathon. Suddenly, they have motivation to work out consistently and make healthy food choices. They also stop drinking and start going to bed much earlier. For those nine months, everything is going well. They are a runner and an athlete, and this starts to become their identity. Then the big day comes, and they are really excited and ready. Then, after running 26.2 miles, they cross the finish line and are overcome, overcome with joy and accomplishment. They did it. Nine months earlier, they could barely run a mile, and now they just ran 26.2. Then, after a night or two of celebration, something weird happens. They suddenly lose all motivation and purpose because now that the marathon is over, they have nothing to train for. So the two nights of celebration turns into three months of doing absolutely nothing, and they have now lost almost all progress they made during the nine months of training. This is known as the post-marathon blues or post-climactic depression, which is an all-too-common thing, and it is 100% the result of setting the wrong goal and focusing on the wrong things. It's the result of good intentions paving the road to hell. The goal was to run a marathon, which they did. So once the goal was accomplished, there was no need to do anything further. All drive, focus, and motivation faded because the mission had been been achieved successfully. The original motivation for running in the first place was to get in better shape and have something to do. So So instead of setting a goal to complete a marathon, the goal should have been to become a runner and then sign up for marathons or other races as sub-goals to give them something to strive for along the way. In other words, the best goals focus on a journey, not a destination. Healing is a destination. It is not a journey. It is not a lifestyle. In addition to that, I want to give you five more reasons why mainly focusing on healing could be holding you back. 
So one, you are focusing on the past instead of the present and future. In order to heal, you need something to heal from. Because of this, your focus tends to be mainly on the negative aspects of your past. And since healing, by definition, can take you no further than ground zero, almost none of your awareness is looking towards the future. There's very little thought on where you want to go, what you want to accomplish, and who you want to become. Two, how do you know when you are healed? Hopefully this has been clear, but for the context of this episode, when I talk about healing, I'm mainly talking about mental, spiritual, and emotional healing opposed to physical healing. Physical healing is much easier to account for. If you have a disease, illness, or some sort of physical trauma, there are clear indicators that you have been healed. But when it comes to mental, emotional, and spiritual trauma, the indicators that you are healed are much harder to find. There is no blood test or x-rays to determine the state of your healing. Because there, because there are no clear indicators that your healing is complete, it's hard to know when your healing journey ends. Which means <clears throat> it's easy to get trapped in a cycle of never-ending healing. And even if you do find yourself healed, you will then need to formulate a new plan, a new goal, and start a new journey so that you don't end up with post-climactic depression. Three, healing becomes your identity. When you choose to go on a healing journey, or any journey for that matter, that journey can easily become a large part of your identity. Once healing becomes a large part of who you are, you run the risk of becoming trapped in a negative feedback loop where you always need to be in a constant state of healing for fear of losing this identity. We've all been trapped in these loops, and they can be hard to get out of even if we, even if we know they are having a negative impact on our life because the loop is familiar. We crave familiarity, and breaking out of a negative loop even though it is necessary for growth, can be one of the hardest things you'll ever do. So obviously, the best thing to do is not get trapped in the loop in the first place. However, if you do find yourself in in a loop, the next best thing is to get out ASAP. Because the longer you stay in a negative loop, the harder it is to escape. Four, hardships will continue to happen. See, the principle of rhythm tells us that winter is always right around the corner, that the pendulum is all, will always swing back towards the negative, which means struggles, obstacles, and hardships will never stop coming. If you find yourself trapped in a healing feedback loop that I just mentioned, these struggles and obstacles could easily be defined as more traumas, thus perpetuating a continued need for more healing. This means you will stay in a constant battle, always falling two steps back, moving two steps forward, to once again find yourself falling two steps back, leading to all work and no growth. And five, many things are holding us back from becoming the best version of ourselves. So unless you've achieved perfection or reached your highest potential, there is always something to work on. This, however, doesn't mean you need to be in a constant state of healing. Instead, it means you need to be in a constant state of learning, growing, and improving. So the one of the biggest risks of mainly focusing on healing is it can lead to a negative feedback loop where, where you will continue to work your ass off but find yourself making little to no progress. 
This makes me think of a quote from Alice in Wonderland where the Red Queen tells Alice, My dear, here, here we must run as fast as we can just to stay in place. And if you wish to go anywhere, you must run twice as fast as that. So, in conclusion, to kind of wrap this whole thing up, healing is and will be a necessary part of your journey. So I'm going to say that again for the <clears throat> sensitive people in the room. <laughs> healing is and will be a necessary part of your journey, but I don't think it should be your main focus. The popularity and overuse of the word healing by new agey spiritual people and charlatans have tricked us into believing that healing is the end-all be-all. They have made us believe we are not where we want to be because we have yet to heal every wound. If I was a conspiracy theorist, wink wink, I might even think that some of these people were casting spells. Those who create the crisis also sell the cure. Instead, your main focus should be to become better and to improve because at the end of the day, if you continue to work on improving all aspects of your life, the physical, mental, and spiritual, the healing will take care of itself. Focus on the ounces and the pounds take care of themselves. See you on the other side.